if you take a look at way, the way governments operate, they, there's it, polling that's done constantly, internal polling, right? They're constantly, like every week, uh, gauging the public on their response to you name it, this, that, and the other thing. And right now is budget season. We've got both the provincial government and the federal government preparing to uh, bring in a budget in the spring. So the federal government has launched consultation and they're they're reaching out and they're asking Canadians to get involved. If, if you go and check actually Nate Horner, the finance minister of Alberta, check his Twitter from yesterday, he was tweeting out the link to the provincial consultation website where they want people to come in and give them some idea about what they'd like to see in the budget. What are the priorities? It's a pretty common practice. Um, so Global News got a hold of um, some of the internal polling documents that the federal government has had. Now, this runs from July through to October. And it really shows sort of the dilemma that governments face when it comes to this sort of things. Because if you're looking for clear direction, I don't think you necessarily caught it with this polling. Here's the headline numbers for you. 60% of Canadians believe the government should try and balance the budget. However, within that... 54% say they're worried that if the government does that too quickly, it's going to mean cuts in spending or higher taxes, and they don't want to see that. So 60% want a balanced budget, but 54% don't do, don't do it by cutting ta- uh, spending or increasing taxes. Okay. Uh, 25% only say they want to see spending reductions. So three quarters saying no, no spending reductions. Keep it where it's at. And here's another one. 42% say that they should increase spending on housing, even if it means bigger deficits. So the majority of Canadians want a balanced budget, but a lot of them also want spending to stay where it is. They don't want any new taxes. And you know what? Throw even more money at certain areas, including housing, dental care, support for low-income Canadians with disabilities. So uh, I don't know what the what the the analysis would be, but maybe our next guest does. We're going to speak with Sophie Norman now, who is a consultant with Summa Strategies. Uh, Sophie, thanks so much for joining us. Happy New Year. Good to chat. Happy New Year to you too, Shay. Um, so this process, let's start there. This process, this polling, this consultation, this is how it works when you're in government, especially around, you know, as we said, this is about budget preparations, but around big issues. The government is constantly reaching out to voters to try and find out which way the wind is blowing, right? Exactly. And, you know, polling is such a useful tool um, to be able to measure that, measure that interest and measure really what it is that Canadians are are worried about in the moment and, and what their views are on certain issues that the government might be dealing with or looking to deal with to sort of help them figure out what position they want to take and where they want to go with how they address that issue. Yeah, I mean, how much do you think it drives policy? Part of me, being the cynic that I am, thinks the government can then come out and say, hey, we spoke with Canadians. This was the priorities identified by Canadians. Don't be mad at us. So, I mean, what's what's the reasoning behind why they try and do this? What's the political strategy? Well, I think that there are a couple of different factors that go into it. One is um, it's a relatively quick way to um, tap into what Canadians are worried about. When you think about, you know, a lot of times MPs are in their ridings for a short period uh, throughout the year since they're also required to be in Ottawa and, and elsewhere for their parliamentary business. Um, they don't necessarily have time to be going to the doors every single day that they're in their riding. And they would receive incredible amounts of emails and phone calls um, from constituents that, you know, maybe they don't see immediately due to that sheer volume. So polling is a good way for them to kind of quickly get that quick 
pulse, um, that quick take on how people are feeling in the moment without having to do some things that are a little bit more labor intensive, like knocking on doors um, and stuff like that. So what do you make of what the Liberals received in terms of their polling and and, and the priorities that Canadians identified? You got 60% saying we want a balanced budget. Okay, that's easy mm-hmm. enough. We understand. That's not surprising. That's something that's a priority for a lot of people, right? Yeah, and I mean, I think a lot of people would, um, a lot of people understand that a balanced budget, you know, not being in debt is important. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, I think balanced budgets are sometimes a little bit rarer than people might realize because of the amount of spending that goes into implementing government programs, whether that be housing, like this, uh, this particular poll was looking at, whether that be, um, the new dental care program, whether that be pharmacare or any other kind of healthcare spending. Um, so spending is always going to be a big part of it and trying to balance that budget, as I think this poll really demonstrates, is maybe not as simple and as straightforward as we would like it to be. Yeah, exactly. It's never easy. And I think the government, of course, mm-hmm. knows that. But I mean, is there maybe perhaps more value in taking a look at what Canadians have identified as spending priorities? Because you can't, you can't possibly make it work if they're saying we want, you know, a 60% saying we want a balanced budget, but at the same time, almost as many saying, but don't cut spending. So, um, do you have to be really careful about where you spend? Because they've said housing is big. Uh, the national dental care program is big. Support for low income Canadians is big. So there are areas where spending seems to be more palatable than others. Is that what you focus on? Um, I would say yes. I think that, you know, like the money has to come from somewhere. So that money either comes from cutting spending um, to, you know, if you want to spend more on health care or on, on housing, then you have to cut spending somewhere else or you increase taxes because yeah. the money to put yeah. towards that housing program or that health care program or whatever, whatever the spending priority might be has to come from somewhere. Um, and so that's sort of the calculus that I think the finance minister is going to be looking at right now and, and over the next couple of weeks and months with her team, um, trying to figure out where that money for something like housing, which I think has been clearly identified over the last number yeah. of months as a key priority, not only for Canadians, but for this government. Um, if they're going to be looking to invest more in housing, if they're looking to spend more on housing, where does that money come from? Does it come from cuts somewhere else? Does it come from, you know, reorganizing funds elsewhere? Does it come from tax revenue? And so that's that's a question that the finance minister and her team will be need to be grappling with over the next couple of weeks. What do the numbers tell you about Canadians? To me, I'm sort of looking at it and saying, you know, we, we really want the best of both worlds. We, we want a balanced budget, but at the same time, we mm-hmm. want to spend on this. We, have we become addicted to government spending? I mean, what does this say about where Canadians are in terms of how realistic they are about getting all their priorities met? Well, I, I think, again, the, the, the idea of a balanced budget, while it is not impossible, um, is something that sounds a little bit more straightforward um, than, than it is. Um, and it makes for a snappy tagline, especially during an election season, um, you know, an opposition party. And I know Mr. Poitiev has, has come out and said this before, that his, uh, his future government intends to, to balance the budget. But they haven't actually said how they would do that. And so that is, I think, the eternal question is, yeah. if you want to balance the budget, how how do you do that? Um, and I think that, you know, like I said before, if you're looking to cut 
spending, um, then that means that some of these programs that Canadians have identified as being important or being crucial for them are maybe not getting the investment that, in, that the Canadians are, are hoping to see. Or maybe it means that the program that the government would like to roll out isn't quite getting the funding that the government would like to put behind it because the money just isn't there right now. So it's it's a complicated question for sure. Um, and I think that, you know, the Liberal government certainly has uh, has a tall order here as they look to put their, their budget together um, in the next couple of months because there are a lot of priorities for Canadians right now, um, whether it be housing, like we were just saying, whether it be addressing more of this cost of living crisis um, and finding a way to invest smartly um, and then communicate those investments smartly to Canadians will be, I think, the most important thing for the government to focus on. And, and Sophie, this polling, that's not the be-all and end-all. There's a lot of other consultation that goes in, lots of, I mean, they'll be speaking with industry. There's all kinds of things that go into preparing a budget document, right? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, my, my research professor from university would would remind me right here in this moment that, you know, polling, while it is important, um, you should always take it with a grain of salt, right? Yeah. There's always yeah. that margin of error that, you know, it, it, it's not a, a necessarily a precise science. So as we were saying before, it's it's a useful tool to be able to gauge, you know, the issues of the day and, and understand sort of where the electorate is at when it comes to, to certain issues. But um it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the be all and end all right. in putting together um a budget because as you said, you know, there are industry consultations that happen. There are pre budget briefs that get submitted from from all over the place that the government then reviews. Um, conversations that happen around the cabinet table um, that all would inform what goes into a budget. Sophie, great insight and analysis as always. Thank you so much for being here.